Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franzen. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And today we are going to have a conversation about metrics. Dr. Stephen, I know you're a systems guy, you're a numbers guy, you're a metrics guy. The truth is, you haven't always been a spreadsheet guy, but hey, we know the value of metrics. If you're listening in and you're like, yeah, I need to know the numbers and what are the most important numbers I need to know? Today we're going to cover that. We're going to talk about the most important metric as a CEO that you need to know. Dr. Steven, it's great to be together today. Great to be in the studio and uh, looking forward to having another great conversation today about metrics. Dr. Pete, you're so right. I love the numbers, right? So I didn't always love the numbers, right? So I've always loved the purpose. I've always loved the vision, the premise, <laughs> the mission. I've always loved all that. Of course, I always love to see the masses, right? So I wanted to, you know, like every on-purpose guy, right? It's like, how many do we adjust today? How many do we adjust this week? How many new ones? You know, so what, what were our collections? And like, what's scheduled for now? Like, I knew those numbers. But uh, as I made my ascension from the owner-operator who's working in the practice to working as the CEO who's working on the practice to making that third ascension to being the investor who's working above the practice, I start looking at the business a bit different. And all of it is totally in align with my purpose and my mission and vision. So the metrics become the matrix when you start looking at me rec- represent the story of the business. And it's telling the story. And as you know, we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins. And if you really own that phrase, if you really understand that premise, then you got to know your business, right? So um, Dr. Pete, I can tell you right now, like, one number is a fact, two numbers are a story, right? So, but today I'm going to share with you what I consider my, my five favorite KPIs of the business if you're a business owner. I think it's a really great place for us to start. I mean, just thinking about the ascension. So you go from the, you know, the owner operator to the CEO, to the investor. And I think your, your awareness of your dependence upon uh, the metrics becomes more important as you ascend. I think that's a really important thing to say because as an owner operator, that laborer, let's say, you, you may not need to be as concerned because you're so close to the rock face. It's so dependent upon you. And at the end of the day, you said, really, it doesn't matter. Honestly, I'm just going to go out and just going to make it happen. I'll go get you know 20 new. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and figure out how to close this. I'll go I'll, whatever it takes. You, know, you you will just do that yourself. As soon as you step away and you begin to become that leader and you begin to recruit other people and you begin to leverage the talents of other people, you begin to invest your four limited resources, time, energy, focus, and your money to invest in someone else's time, energy, and focus, and you begin to make that ascension, it becomes more valuable. I think that's really important that as the CEO ascension, as you walk through the ascension from this, the owner-operator 
to the CEO, to the investor, the metrics become more meaningful. They become more valuable and they've increased in your value as you go. So Dr. Steve, I love that, that framing and how we set it up here today for this conversation because I know each li- person listening is somewhere on the, the spectrum. And of course, yep. we, we did a whole episode about this. Where we talked about you actually function in all three as an operator, as a CEO, and as an investor. So it's not like you're only an investor. It's you walk it out in different stages, but now really embracing your role and the identity of the CEO, the identity of an investor. And part of that is the behaviors that go with it and the knowledge that you need to have so you can be the the leader in each one of those areas. So Dr. Steven, what a great kickoff to this meeting today. What a great conversation we're going to have. So I'm just going to shoot straight. Yeah. If you got to, I mean, you got to pick a metric. If you had to pick one, I know you probably got more than one because we chatted just a little bit about it. There's some, there's some, we love our metrics. There's some really cool ones out there. But if you had to pick one, uh, what do you, let's go after it. Let's jump in. <laughs> uh, you might be able to paint me into the corner of two, <laughs> but okay. you know, the, the law of the jungle is one number is a fact, two numbers are a story. And when you start, you know, like in practice, when you're an owner operator and you're working in the business, you know, you start focusing on certain metrics because it just makes sense. It's where you're spending your day to day. It's just your your identity, your perspective is like, for example, in, in marketing, it becomes like new patients, number of new patients. And when you're a CEO, you start leading a team of people. Maybe there's associates that are taking those new patients and they're actually converting them into active patients, right? So now you start thinking about things like percentage of conversion rates, right? So conversion rate across like a segmented set of data where you're comparing doctor to doctor for performance metrics, et cetera, right? So when you get into the investor side of it, now now you're looking at things a bit differently when you start looking at things like, hey, what's a cost per lead, cost per acquisition? What's our return of investment, our return on investment, like, like lifetime value? Like these are the metrics that you start looking at. You just look at things differently when you're working above the business, right? So I love... You know, I've been inspired by, you know, just some great business minds, you know, people uh, like Brandon Dawson's awesome, Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice and Dan Martell and Alex Hormozzi. I mean, it's like so many just awesome, Rick Sapio, like some just awesome business minds out there. And I just have always appreciated the fact that as the as the identity ascended, so did the conversation and the metrics came with it, right? So if we go high level here today and we look at this business as an investor, the perspective is different because when you're an owner operator, your product is chiropractic care, right? So when you're a a CEO running a chiropractic practice, the product is still chiropractic care. But when you make the ascension to investor, where you're working above the business, the product itself is the business because one day you're going to sell the business, right? So it just causes this ascension of the conversation and the ascension ascension of the the metrics that, uh, that are integral to having that conversation from an objective perspective, right? So, you know, the first one I'm going to give you, Dr. Pete, is one we've talked about before. And you can actually go through historically and probably find a conversation around almost all of these, right? So, but in a, this is a great summary for those who are like, trying to get their, you know, they're, they're trying to get their chiropractic MBA. Like, so, you know, I love to think that, you know, in our remarkable CEO program, that's where you get your chiropractic MBA. So these are the conversations that we have inside of our remarkable CEO program. So the first one is um, rule of 40, right? So I learned this one actually from my good friend, um, Ken Stilwell, uh, who's married to a chiropractor. Ken's awesome. He's a number two at a multi-billion dollar company in Boston. And he was talking about rule of 40 as, as a great way to measure the health of a business, right? So rule of 40 states that you take two numbers, you take top line revenue growth plus 
profit margin, true profit margin, you add them together and those two percentages should equal 40, right? So that's our goal, right? So, and you think about that rule of 40 as a health measure, it's almost like a heart rate, right? So if you were going to go for a hundred mile bike ride, there'll be times when you're sprinting uphill on that bike and your heart rate would get, you know, really high. Uh, and that's fine, but it just wouldn't be sustainable, right? So you're looking at this number, this rule of 40, maybe I say, okay, so top line revenue growth rate, right? Year over year, okay? Yoy, Y-O-Y, Yoy. So year over year, top line revenue growth plus as it, expressed as a percentage. So we grew 25%, right? So for example, and then true profit margin, which is the real profit margin, right? So hardcore profit margin, meaning that it's a fully loaded books and you're, inc you're including what you pay yourself, et cetera. Like what is the true profit margin of that business? When no, you add those two numbers together and 40 is the target Dr. Pete. Too high is not sustainable. Too low, you're not profitable enough. So obviously, if you're listening to this, you know, you may not have these numbers. You may have not done this. So like you said, Dr. Steve, if you want a deeper episode on this, we actually did an episode. I believe it was dedicated just to this. It's the rule of 40. And I, I don't have it here and I, in front of me in this moment. But you can go and scroll through our podcast and find that to fi find out more about this, this specific one. Yep, exactly. We did a great podcast interview with Ken Stillwell. Uh, as well. Right. And we had a really great business conversation about, you know, the CEO COO dynamic, uh, which is incredibly powerful. So just so you know, we're not gonna be able to go deep into all of these metrics today. No, no, We'll go, we'll go high level. Just so you know, like if you want more, we have more in this in, in the podcast that we have done in the past. Okay, so so rule of 40. So that's the first one. I love that. So top line revenue growth rate year over year, you, you calculate that as a percentage. So therefore, you know, you have to look at, let's just say, because right now we're in 2023, you would go into 2021, 2022, 2023, 2020, 2021, 2022, and you would look at a few years of data. So how many years, high level stuff here, how many years is it just, you just take two data points, is it valuable to cal calculate more than that doc? I mean, if, if you're talking to a CEO here and they're thinking, okay, how many year over year, over year top line revenue growth, how many years do they take into account, would you say? Uh, There's really only three ways I do this, right? So yep. um, if, we're, if we're having an exit conversation and you're going for like an SBA loan, you'd need to do 36 months of accounting, but that's not what we're talking about right now. So just using this from a strategic perspective, I like comparing 12-month period over 12-month period, like last 12 months. So 2021 versus 2022 expressed as a percentage of growth. Um, yep. You could also do a year over year, quarter to quarter. So almost like a rolling 12 months, like so. And then you can also do a quarterly study. If you were to compare, what did we do first quarter versus second quarter? Or what did we do second quarter in 2022 versus second quarter 2023? So we're probably just getting down in the weeds with this too much. I like just a year over year study. That's probably what these docs need to use. Yeah, I love that. And and then obviously profit margin. So this is a really big one too, because obviously as a business, you know, your business, you know, exists to produce a profit, right? So you need to be a profitable business. You're a for-profit organization, so there needs to be a profit. So you take the percentage of profit for that same that same period of time. And Correct. And you take the uh, the revenue growth percentage year over year, you add those two together and they should equal 40. Correct. Got it. Perfect. So Correct. again, go, go back to your numbers, go into your, uh, you, you go back to your accounting, go back to your books and, and 
do that. So it's a great exercise to give to your bookkeeper. Yeah. Like, so my, our bookkeeper, part of our reporting system in the Remarkable Money system includes rule of 40, right? So it's a great, it's a, it's, it is a metric that you use to determine the health of the business, right? So here's a second one. Here's my second favorite one. So yep. um, revenue per employee or RPE, revenue per employee. So when you think about how much top line revenue or what we call collections in chiropractic, per full-time employee and a full-time employee would be what we would consider somebody over 30 or 32 hours, depending on who you ask. Right? So, uh, if you have two part-time employees, add the two of them together and they'll equal one employee. Now the remarkable standard for that is a bit lower than what you'll hear in traditional business parlance where you'll hear 350 K to 500 K. The number for chiropractic is 250,000 per full-time employee. So here's how I tell you to do it just on the back of a napkin. Don't count yourself. Consider your employees, everybody. So don't count yourself as the owner. Consider your employees, add, add them up, and ultimately you should have $250,000 of collection per full-time employee, right? So, and I think the big takeaway on this, Dr. Pete, is, for example, if you're at a half a million dollars and you have two employees and you want to go to 750, it's time to hire that other person. So you create that capacity for growth, you create that margin out in front of your team. Don't wait until you get to 750, right? So, you know, so ultimately you would end up being too narrow. So tall, but narrow, which is capable of tipping over. It's unstable if you lose a key player, or if you're at 750,000 uh, in collections, or let's say you're at 500,000 in, in collections and you have five team members, right? So that would be a hundred thousand per full-time employee. You are brought wide, but thin. You don't have the revenues underneath those employees. So that means to me that you are, your team is underproducing. You're overstaffed because you don't have accountability around KPIs and you're not productive or producing, et cetera. So the number for, for chiropractic is 250,000 to one. And the reason we're not 350,000 to one is that's typically for businesses where 89,000 is the, is the average salary and they're operating in somewhere from a 12 to 18% profit margin. So there's just different categories in business. SaaS businesses can get up as high as 500,000 to one in chiropractic. Let's get better than 250,000 to one with a goal of getting it up to 350,000 to one. Yeah, I think this is really good conversation. I know that we've covered this also in the past, and Dr. Steven is super energizing to our to our listeners. So I'm really glad that we're 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 having this conversation now, and that you brought it up as one of your favorites. So it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites to talk about it as well, the RPE. And I think it's a really important conversation when you assess your accountability grid. So if you're having issues, and you say, "Hey, I'm I'm upside down right now. I'm flat," like you said. Maybe you have five staff at 500,000, so your average RPE is 100,000. Then what I would encourage you to do is go after your accountability grid and actually audit your business and ask yourself, is it optimized and who owns it? And is there a level of accountability that's needed there? So we need to go back into your business and really look at it, take a, take a real hard look at each player. Because if you say, well, I have five people and they're all at 80 to 90% capacity right now, if you're talking about the capacity tachometer, then we have an issue. We may not have the, the level of the A players that we need uh, on the team. So again, that's a whole other conversation. So that's number two. So number one, rule of 40. Number two, RPE. Doc Steven, you got, you got one more for us? Because you know three is we always love threes here uh, around the uh, remarkable practice. So you got one more um, for us? I'm actually going to squeeze in three more, and I'm going to do it really quickly. Right? So. Yeah, we love three. <laughs> we love three. Three more. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's, I love scorecards of this five places. So CEOs, here's your scorecard when it comes to the business, right? So the next one is going to be compound annual growth rate of profit year over year, right? So you're looking at how is the profit changing year over year? So I think that that's an incredible indicator of the health of a business, especially for a business that's over three years old. Most of these numbers they really apply to businesses that are uh, that, add, that are more than three. They're three years old or older, so you're not. These really don't apply to startups. So if you're a brand new practice, a year or two years in, just have these in your back pocket for you know references for your KPIs as you grow into maturity after three years. So that is abbreviated CAGR, right? Compound annual growth rate of profit year over year. Okay, so that's the third one, Doctor Beat, and the fourth and fifth one are some of my favorites. These are soft scores, but we make them hard by quantifying them, right? So one is called net promoter score, okay, NPS, net promoter score, which is asking the most important question, which is how likely are you to refer to this business, right? So there's a book that's called The Ultimate Question, and the author is... Fred Reichfield. I think I'm saying that name right. I was just looking at my bookshelf to make sure I'm getting that last name right. So the ultimate question, which is where they introduced the concept of the net promoter score, if you want to read more on that. NPS, this is asking an incredibly important question to your patient base or practice members, to your customers. How likely are you to refer to this business, right? So the way you do this, just again, on the back of a napkin is anything that's a nine or an eight, nine or 10 is a promoter, excuse me, a nine or a 10 is a promoter. Anything that's an eight, seven, those are throwaway scores. And anything that's a six or below uh, is a detractor. So you want to take the percentage of promoters divided by percentage of detractors times a hundred is your net promoter score. So that's talking to your customer. The fifth and final number here, so I think is as equal importance, if not more, is your employee net promoter score. Same question. How likely would you be to refer somebody to come and work for this business? Okay. And again, you take your promoters divided by your detractors and you multiply that by 100 to get your employee net promoter score, your ENPS Keep your nines and tens as promoters. Throw away those sevens and eights because they're just non-committal. They're no value, and anything six and below is a detractor. Doctor Pete, we got to get these numbers right when you're looking at the health of a business. These are the vital signs of the business. Just like if we we're looking at any living organism, we can measure the physiology. We can measure the function of each of these primary functions of the business, and we know that a healthy chiropractic business is like any healthy organism. The natural state of a principled chiropractic business that's healthy is growth. And if you are not growing, if you're stuck, or God forbid you're contracting, know that it's only due to one thing, and that is interference, right? So interference to the natural state of that organism, which is growth. And we know that there's only two things that cause interference, which is toxicity or deficiency or both. Toxicity is something there that doesn't belong. You need to get rid of it where there's something that is vital that is missing and you need to reconcile that. Dr. Pete, we're in the business of saving lives. Let's act like it. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So 
as promised, I am here today in the studio with a new friend of mine, a colleague of mine who I've been uh, hearing about over these past, let's call it year, year and a half since I know we've been uh, working with your company and you've been serving so many of our doctors, especially in Australia. I am honored to have with me today in the studio, Dr. Omar Ayubi, an amazing chiropractor. He's been a chiropractor for two decades. Can you believe it's already been 20 years for you, man? I mean, time flies when you're having fun. An incredible doctor, uh, chiropractor, and also radiologist. So it's not often you meet a, a chiropractor who's also licensed um, as a radiographer, but, but he is. And uh, so, Doc, before we get into some of the questions that I have for you and how you're helping doctors use leverage to function as CEOs and create a bigger impact, a greater income in their businesses. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. What's, uh, what, what, what would you want us to know about you? Uh, again, I told the audience just a little bit, but anything else you'd want us to know? And then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill you a little bit here today. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Pete, for that. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity and, and your time. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Sydney, Australia. And I think a lot of the the stuff that we're going to be talking about today really it appeals more to the Australian-based chiropractors. The business that we run appeals to, to them rather than the, your US audience. So just, just to give it a little bit of context. But yeah, uh, I'm Omar Yubi, uh, qualified radiographer and, and chiropractor. Been a chiropractor since 2002, 2003. It's been a long time, so I'm forgetting the years now. And uh, yeah, so it's been about 20 years. And time does fly. And I'm thinking more about that every day. Yes, time does fly. And uh, so we started, um, our chiro chiropractic business is, is the back clinic. We started that in 2003. Um, and then in 2013, we started Innate Radiology, which is, Innate Radiology is a teleradiology service for Australian chiropractors. We provide that service Australia-wide. Um, and that started in 2003 we, and we've been running it ever since ever since then and uh, as you've already mentioned I do have a radiography background as well and that gave me um, it gave me insight into the radiology field and being a chiropractor I merged those two fields together and we're helping a lot of Australian chiropractors with those with that background. So I love this and, and I love talking to an entrepreneur and it, it's very clear to me right now. And I think our audience and hopefully a lot of the U.S. who heard you say that are sticking around because this is going to be awesome. This is a great interview. And I want them to hear from you because you're a CEO who is innovating and you've created a business. And we always say a business exists to solve a problem. That's what exists yeah. for someone else. That's what it exists for. So let me ask you, so you were inspired at some point to launch this business. So here you were 2002 and three, launched the back clinic. You guys are going, 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 serving, saving lives. All of a sudden, 2013 comes up. Talk to me about that. What's going on? What's going on inside of your, your entrepreneurial brain that made you decide, okay, I'm going to launch another business. Take us through that problem solving. Like, what are we going to go after? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I love it, man. I love, I love the entrepreneurial thing. I, I really love it. This is what I think about is what I uh, talk about every day with people, right? So I love it, this entrepreneurial spirit. So, so what, what was it with me? So uh, I was a qualified radiographer first, right? That was my undergraduate degree. And we did chiropractic as a postgraduate. And while I was studying chiropractic, um, after I'd finished a radiography degree, I was working as a radiographer in, in medical centers, in hospitals. And I gained an insight into 
how chiropractors and other practitioners, but how chiropractors, because I was studying chiropractic at the time, were able to refer for, for radiology exams, right? Now, in, in Australia, we've got, we've got these services, the radiology services paid for by the government. It's, it's a Medicare program. So, um, so in the Australian context, patients, uh, citizens of Australia get their x-rays paid for by the government. So I'm working as a radiographer, I'm seeing that, hey, chiropractors can refer for x-rays. The patients are coming in. They don't have to pay for it, right? And I'm thinking, hang, hang on a second. So this is while I was studying chiropractic. I, I was able to go, hey, hang on a second. There's something going on here. There's a, there's a referral thing going on here. Uh, the patients are getting the service for free. And I was already thinking before I had even graduated as a chiropractor, hey, man, I've got something here. The chiropractor can refer... If the chiropractor had their own x-ray machine, and in Australia, you know, some chiropractors do have their own x-ray machine, they're able to take their own x-rays, they can refer. And if I can bring Medicare into that, into the chiropractic profession and allow chiropractors to bill the government for this service, uh, I think this is a win-win for everyone, the customer. Um, and if I, can, if, if I can remunerate the chiropractors somehow, it's a win for the chiropractic owners or their businesses because obviously they're making money out of this. So it's a win for all parties, the customer, the business owner. It's a win for us. We're, we're able to provide this service and everyone, everyone's winning out of this. So this all came about while I was studying chiropractic and working as a radiographer and getting insight into that field and how the government is paying for that service that the chiropractors were already using. So you didn't, but you didn't start it right away. So you finished your chiropractic studies and you started your practice, but it was almost a decade later before. So you were, you were taking your own x-rays in your clinic and your, in, in the back clinic, you were, you were marking and, and analyzing your own and doing your own reporting. So it took yeah. about, you know, almost a, a decade before you launched this. What was that? What was kind of the, what had to happen for you in your business, your first business before you were able to launch the second business? Yeah, so um, being uh, a young, so I'm 44 now. So if we go back 20 years ago, I was 22, 23, 24 by the time I graduated from chiropractic. Being a 24-year-old, um, I was young. Um, even though I had the idea, I didn't have confidence. I, I, I really, so if I think back at myself 20 years ago, I lacked a lot of confidence. I had no experience. I had no family members in the business of radiology. Even though I was working in radiology, there was, there, was, there was no one to go to with that. So what I was doing for that first decade was using my, um, my contacts within the radiology field or some of the people that I used to work with had their own radiology business set up. And I, was, I, I made an agreement with them. I had a, a working relationship with them. I said, hey, man, look, I'm going to take my own x-rays. How about, you know, you, you, know, you do the reporting? You know, you've got the radiologists already. Um, You've got the whole setup. You've got the whole infrastructure. Oh, how about I use your infrastructure, and um, you know, you you remunerate us a small fee for that. You know, uh, so that was the setup for the first decade. I I didn't have confidence. I didn't have the experience to go up to radiologists and uh, you know uh, propose this idea to them. And I didn't know how to remunerate a radio. I didn't even know how to negotiate terms with them. Um, so that was happening for the first decade. So. It wasn't until you know 2013 when I had the confidence. Then, probably in my mid 30s, 
to actually say, hey man, hey look, um, maybe I can set this whole thing up myself. Maybe I can, maybe I can set up this whole infrastructure myself. So it's, I think it was a lack of confidence. That's probably what it was wow. in the early years. I also think, you know, like you said, it's a lack of confidence, but it's also at the same time, like you were building up your relationships in the market, you were studying the market, you were also owning your profession, knowing that the clients that you're going to be serving moving forward were your own colleagues as Kairos. So you were going to, you were going to be serving them. So it gave you an opportunity to, like you said, build the relationships with others in your, in the community there, but it also enabled you to like get your, put your 10,000 hours in, in Cairo and really become a chiropractor who built a business. And now, cause to open a second business of any kind, that requires a lot of time, energy, focus, and money. I mean, it's, and here you are already leveraged because you're in your business. So I just love having this conversation with another entrepreneur because again, it, it just goes to show like, even if you don't have confidence, eventually, if you have a vision, you can, you, you like stick with it. Don't give up. I love that you held on to it for 10 years and then you decided to take it. So now you're, now you've been doing it for 10 years. So let's, let's fast forward yeah. a little bit and bring you up. Now we're in 2022. So now you've been running the back clinic for 20 years and the Nate radiology for 10 years, almost. Um, so one of the questions, you know, that I have today is, so how are you helping specifically if I'm a client, so I'm a chiropractor. Okay. I am. Yeah. And you're innate radiology. Like what's it look like for me? If you were to say, Hey, I'm going to hire you or use your services in my clinic. Cause I have a clinic, I have an extra unit. Um, what does that look like for that conversation for me as a doctor who's not using innate radiology? Why would I take that next step in working with you? And how are you helping me be more successful and help more people? I'd, I'd love to hear like how that discussion goes. Yeah, Pete, yeah, you, you're right. You know, after that confidence, you know, it's, it wasn't just a lack of confidence. You're right. It does take time to build up the networks and to build up, you know, the, the, the knowledge and intelligence. So you're right. So since 2013, uh, we've been helping a lot of Australian chiropractors. And what we bring to the table is, to say, look, man, Dr. Pete, you're already referring for x-rays, right? You're already referring for x-rays. How about you join us, our team? You know, you be a part of our team and we pay you for a service that you're already using. And the, the, the payment that we're making is we go, hey, look, Dr. Pete, you've got the infrastructure already set up in your, in your office. And if you don't, for the chiropractors that don't already have their own x-ray facility on site, we can help you with that. Right? So that's another added thing, part of our business. We help chiropractors. We make it so easy for them to set up a radiology clinic within their own uh, chiropractic practice, and we make it the most cost-effective. So part of that time, you know, a lot of time went into building those relationships, and I've got those relationships with some of the x-ray suppliers, and we've been able to, to provide chiropractors with the most cost-effective radiology setup. So we help with that and accreditation and all those things. So the chiropractor really doesn't need to do much. They don't even need to know anything. We bring all that to the table, the intellectual property, the know-how, the experience, the cost effectiveness. We're adding dollars to the chiropractor's bottom line and we're benefiting your patients, Dr. Pete, right? So rather than the chiropractor, rather than the chiropractor charging $150 for an x-ray, in the Australian context, I can say, hey, Dr. Pete, why do you provide that service to your patients free of charge and focus their attention more on them investing into their chiropractic healthcare, right? And on top of that, we have a team of radiologists that provides you, Dr. Pete, with 
you know, the radiologist report, which gives you confidence, assurance that no pathology is being missed. There's no, no liability on you. So it's a win for you. It's a win for the patient. It's a win for the business. So we bring all of that, you know, um, uh, the know-how, cost effectiveness, money, um, save patients money and time. That's the, that's the business model. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking, all right, why would we not be set up with you and run doing business together? I mean, it doesn't, it makes zero sense other than if a doctor might say, all right, we can charge, we're going to charge more for our x-rays and we're going to, we're going to have our patients pay us out of pocket more than maybe your company could ever be able to, you know, pay us for that. I mean, that'd be the only thing. So to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, you've taken all the risk out. You have, you know, you've obviously provided the highest level of service. You have professional radiologists doing the reporting. I mean, from all that perspective, to me, it's a no brainer. So in my opinion, we've just got to make sure that we reach every chiropractor in Australia who either has a unit or doesn't yet. And let's make sure we get them set up with one. I mean, you guys have the whole thing set up. So last question is this. So we always think in terms of the four limited resources, you probably heard us talk about that. This, you know, all human beings, including CEOs have four limited resources. We all have a limited amount of time. We all have yeah. a limited amount of energy, a limited amount of focus and a limited amount of money. I mean, there's, there's a, and so I've heard you tell me that you directly address the money component. You've taken that out of the equation by saying, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna pay you to take x-rays in your, in your facility and we'll mark them for you. Energy, hey, it takes a lot of energy. I know for me in my office, like we did more of a, um, like a, a CVP model. So we were taking a lot of films and pre and post films, all this stuff. Like if you were to tell me, hey, we would, we would help you with that. Like taking, you take the x-rays, we'll take care of like assessment, analyzing and all that and giving you a thorough report on that. That'd be massive for me as an example. So think about saving me time yeah. and energy and focus, it's huge. Or my associate doctors who are doing that. Now you freed me up and my associates to go do the thing that we need to be doing, which is growing the chiropractic business, serving more people at the table, growing the business. I mean, to me, it just, when I think in terms of ROI, that's where my mind goes. Talk, talk to us about that. Like when you think about, I mean, can, do you have visibility into your practices? Once they hire you, are they growing? Are they seeing more people? Are they growing since they start working with innate radiology? I'd love to, to know like what kind of the, some of the results have been for the docs and the clinics that you've been able to help. Yeah, man. Um, ROI, uh, the most important question of all, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, We've already covered things like, you know, saving the chiropractor, the, the energy, uh, the time, the focus. We take all that, all that guesswork out. We run the operation. We help them run the operation. We help them set it all up. So that's all gone. Um, in terms of return on investment on money, look, our chiropractors, look, we've got, we've got chiropractors all around Australia. Uh, I can track, you know, what they're doing, the numbers that they're doing and they are all growing, right? Uh, at the very least, year upon year, I see chiropractors just maintaining their volume. That's the, that's the very least. No chiropractors are going down. I mean, this business model works. It, it's a win, it's a win-win. It, it doesn't go backwards, right? So return on investment, you know, we, I, I, we've seen things like, so let's talk real numbers. 
to do a setup in Australia, it'll cost the chiropractor for a brand new setup installed, fully functional, operational, under $70,000, right? That's a whole radiology setup for a chiropractor under $70,000. Our chiropractors are making a return of, I'd say, 40% minimum to 100% per annum, mm. right? So that's the ROI, 40% minimum to 100% per annum paid monthly, right? So when you look at something like that, Dr. Pete, if you're a chiropractor in Australia, the number one investment right now is what we're talking about. There, there is hardly any investment out there in the market that offers a 40% to 100% return paid monthly per annum, right? When you look at real estate, you look at Bitcoin, you look at the stock market, they're all highly speculative. You need to borrow a lot of money. It can go down anytime. We're talking about a business that pays you cash flow every month and it makes a return of 40 to 100%. I mean, these are real numbers, Dr. Pete, that I can, uh, you know, I, can, I, I keep track of these things. I keep track of these numbers of, of, of all our participating chiropractors. Amazing. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Last question is a bonus question. How do people get in contact with you? How do they learn more? I know we're speaking specifically to, you know, the Australia uh, doctors uh, here. And I know all you U.S. doctors who are probably like me listening, like, how come we don't have anything like this here in the United States? Maybe there's a business <laughs> opportunity. We need to figure it out. Um, but, Maybe. you know, I, I love what you're doing. So, yeah, how, how do we get more, um, in contact with you? More information. Yeah, easy, man. Just call me on my uh, mobile number. Um, I think it's plus six one four one four thirty four ninety eight ninety eight, Or just email me, omar at innateradiology.com.au. Awesome. Well, Omar, thank you again for uh, who you are and what you're doing to help advance our profession, help more chiropractors, help more people, help our, our CEOs build more remarkable practices so they can have more remarkable lives, having businesses that don't compete with their life, but complement their life and ultimately help us make a bigger impact and a bigger income. And it's not all at the uh, expense of our, our own selves or our team. So I appreciate you. Thank you for what you're doing for our profession. Keep up the great work. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you, hopefully uh, here in the near future, when I get over to uh, Sydney, Australia for one of our upcoming events. And I uh, look forward to meeting you in person. And uh, for all you Remarkable CEOs, Appreciate all of you. And I look forward to being with you again next week on the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.